We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. That is Antoine Walker, former Celtics great. He and Paul Pierce made up a terrific dynamic duo for the Boston Celtics. And Antoine joins us on the line right now. Hey, Antoine, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me on the show. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, by the way, Rich Keefe officially leapt off the Kyrie Irving bandwagon as soon as he heard about the phone call to LeBron. I take it that bothered you as much as it did my partner. <laughs> well, I mean, I think obviously it bothers because, you know, we, we all know Kyrie um, was very adamant about wanting to have his own team and his own situation where he's the, the man on the team and he was in a great situation in Cleveland where him and LeBron were getting to NBA finals and, and playing for championships. Whether or not they were going to win it, um, I'm not sure, but they were definitely together a dominant force in the, in the Eastern Conference. And, and obviously he won the situation where he became the star. And, you know, it's, it's a big responsibility that comes with, with being a star, especially in Boston. And um, I don't think Kyrie's handled the situation, especially with the media on um, the right way. I thought he's been great on the court. Uh, for the most part, um, you know, obviously he was hurt last year, but I think this year he's been terrific on the court. Um, but the expectations went up when you know the team obviously makes a deep run into the Eastern Conference Finals without him and Gordon Haywood, and you add those two guys coming back this year, the expectations go up. So, and I think he was not prepared for that. I think people um, around the world and in the league thought that there would be a 60-65 win team. Um, we'll be in the conversation that you know that they're going to play the Golden State Warriors in the championship, and obviously we know they had a great game last night against them. But that's what that was going to be the whole conversation. But they've struggled, and he hasn't necessarily handled himself the right way, um, or his team the right way. And just you no, know, you got to take the responsibility sometimes. You got to take the good with the bad. Um, that's a part of being a superstar in this league. Is you know you had a situation where LeBron used to have to take all the cameras and everything, and everything was pointed towards him, so he didn't have to deal with it. And I think that's something he struggled with this year is being able to deal with the media and be able to handle his teammates and say the right things that, that you need to do as a leader when you're going through rough times. And how much of him being in his contract year do you think is a part of it too? Because I'm with you. I think the expectations, that's a big difference from last year to this year, but also sort of that uncertainty and he is going to be asked the questions, all right, where are you going next year? And it seems like that also has really affected him. Yeah, I think obviously um, that's going to be a question. If you don't answer that question correct early on the first time, people are going to continue to ask you that. Um, that's a part of the business. That's a part of becoming a free agent. He'll be one of the top five guys in the free agent market this summer, and I think you got to understand that comes with that. But uh, like I said before, if you want to put that to bed, you, it's a way you answer that the right way. And you say you can either say, hey, I'm going to make my decision in July, and, and you know, I don't want to talk about it. Um, but then also you can make a definitive answer that I'm either staying in Boston or I'm a really I'm going to test the market, and he's yet to really put that out there. I think early in the season, before the season, if I'm not mistaken, he made a he kind of made a comment that he was going to be staying in Boston, and I think that's sometimes you know what the rumors swirling with what New York did and Brooklyn people start to think that he's going back, you know he's going to leave, and obviously we know what they're trying to do in L.A. 
and add pieces with LeBron. So people start to wonder, are you going to stay? And then obviously the team is not playing well over a stretch of a, the month of February. It brings the question up. And he hadn't had answered the question the right way. We've seen it with Kyrie. We've seen it with LeBron. Adam Silver mm-hmm. even talked about it a couple of days ago. Why do so many NBA players seem so miserable right now? <laughs> Listen, I don't, I don't know. And I'm, and I'm going to be honest. I mean, when you're making 10 30 $40 million a year, um, the league is in the best place it's ever been money-wise. So that's obviously that's great. I know everything is not about money. Um, basketball, when you can wake up every day and do what you love to do, um, I don't know how you're mad. I know everybody goes through some personal problems and things may come up personally. You are human. But at the end of the day, when you're able to make ten, twenty, thirty million million, $30 million a day, work six, seven months out the year, I don't know how you how you upset too much. Um, life should be pretty good, and, and basketball is fun. You know, you never take the fun out the game. And when you're playing bad and things are not going well for you, you just get in the gym and you get better and you figure it out. You don't shoot free throw well. You go to the free throw, go in the gym and shoot free throws. When you don't shoot threes well, you just go shoot more threes. Um, so I don't understand how players are so mad. Um, life is great for NBA players. TV ratings are up. Um, the game is in a good space as a whole. Um, I just don't know. I don't understand how you can wake up and be mad when you're doing something you love to do and you're getting paid top dollar for it. And last Sunday, walking into the arena, Kyrie Irving made a comment about how he can't wait for this to be over when his career's done. And, and it was just because the ABC cameras were following him in there. And sort of you know, similar to what, what Dale was asking, what did you make of Kyrie's comments that, you know, I didn't get into this game to be a celebrity or to be famous or to have cameras following me? Because this is also a guy who was the star of a movie just last summer. So it seems, <laughs> it seems like he's all over the place. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's a, a mid basketball crisis, um, <laughs> you know, that he's going through. I don't, I don't know what you want to call it. Um, I mean, it's tough. I don't understand why. I just think when you're able to get up and do what you love to do, and you're healthy, and, and you can make a lot of money doing it. And basketball is fun. We, if you're a competitor, you love competing uh, for championships. You love trying to get better. You're in a situation in a couple months where you're about to sign for another. Hundred plus two hundred million dollars again. Um, I don't know how you wake up and, and not not be excited about that. Um, I just think it's different for Kyrie. I, I think every player sometimes you, you can bite off a little bit more than you can chew, and I don't necessarily believe that he wants. I think he just wants to play basketball. He don't want to have to deal with the nuances that come along with being a basketball player. Well, I should say being a superstar, uh, which I consider him a superstar. Um, that comes with that, and that's got to be you got to answer the. You got to ask the, the tough questions. Uh, when the team is playing well, you're going to get rewarded. Um, you're going to take all the, the glory for that, and hopefully, you're playing well when the team is playing well. And when they're playing bad, they're going to come to you. You're the, you're the head guy, and you got to be prepared for that. And for some reason, he hasn't been able to handle that situation. We're talking with Antoine Walker, former Celtic great. You can see him on the SEC network as well, by the way, uh, as part of ESPN. I think that part of the part of the problems in in the NBA started when players started deciding who they were going to play with, and and you know it was I guess when LeBron went to Miami and hey Chris Bosh you come over here we're going to play with Dwayne Wade we're going to put together a super team, and you're seeing it elsewhere now. It seems as though it's almost like they're they're taking on the pressures of being GMs as well. <laughs> um, I mean I, I don't like it. I mean I think LeBron's situation was a little different. He was in Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland's not necessarily a, a 
destination spot for free agency. Um, and guys got to understand when, when guys guys look to have go to nice cities. Um, they want to play in, in cities where it's nice, good restaurants, um, you know, good social life. They want that. So you know, when you go to free agency, that's what guys want to go. If you look at some of these teams, we not it's not really necessarily guys are not making total basketball decisions. I mean, when you look at this, when you look at what's going on, I mean, you look at Kevin Durant's decision a couple years back. I mean, him and Westbrook were up 3-1 against that Golden State team. And, you know, the competitive basketball guy would want to stay and come back and see if they can beat Golden State. But instead, he joins them. Um, you know, LeBron James is with the eight straight finals. Um, granted, he didn't have a – he lost Kyrie Irving. Um, but he didn't stay in Cleveland where he could have – his easiest route to continue to win championships were probably through Cleveland. He went and took a harder route in L.A. But he, t- he went to L.A. for the things that's off the court. When you think about the movies and, and the deals that he can do off the court, he went to L.A. It's a little bit – it's more than just basketball. It's different for a lot of these guys. They're not necessarily concerned with just the basketball aspect anymore. Um, I think with AAU basketball and the friendships these guys do have built – um, they want to play together. Um, it's different in, in, in the sense that back in the day when you just wanted to be competitive, you see each other in the summertime, and that was it, and you just want to be competitive and see if we can beat each other year in and year out. This is the, this is a new, different NBA. It's not those type of guys. you got two, three guys that are teaming up, and for whatever reason they want to play together and, and take that route. But it's, it's, it's something – you know, we, we dream about these super teams, but it makes the league in a, in a situation where you look at the Eastern Conference right now, I mean, the 6th, 7th, the 8th spot are all under 500 mm. because of the balance of talent. Now, it's mean, a, you, yeah. And that, so you, you look at that, I mean, it just, it makes, and then coming into the season, you think about it, we had already penciled in, everybody's already penciled in Golden State as the NBA champs. You know, and that, that's you know, you, you shouldn't have you know, when, in sports, you should always have to. It should be a fight, but we all think right now, Golden State is going to win the title no matter what, and uh, and that's because you got five guys on the you got a super team over there. Now, Celtics looked great last night against the Warriors, mm-hmm. and they were obviously playing without Clay Thompson and a couple of their other guys. But when you see a game like last night for the Celtics, do you say, "Hey, great, they've they've found something, and maybe things are going to click," or do you look at it the other way and say, "Well, this is what they're capable of. How come we haven't seen it this year?" I think you look at it and say, "This is what they're capable of." I mean, obviously, I think it's a great. It was a big win. You, they need to stop the bleeding. Um, no better team to stop the bleeding against against the best team in the league in Golden State. So you, you have to appreciate the win. They played great basketball. One of their players, they need to, to step his game up, played terrific last night in Gordon Haywood. So that was a good sign. Um, and like you said, and, you know, you take the good with the bad. He wasn't playing bad. He came out on national TV and had a huge game. So it could be something that you can build on. I just think the expectations were 60-65. Um, they're not going to be able to get to that number. But the Celtics are still going to be a tough out. They just made the route by having a bad February. They probably made the route much harder than it's going to have to. It's going to be because now you're going to play in the fourth, probably the fourth or fifth seed, and you're going to end up playing a Philadelphia team or a Pacers team. I think I think Philly's going to get the Pacers, so you're going to play the Pacers, who's young and um, they're competitive, and then you're going to have to play one of the two best teams in the Eastern Conference all season long, the Milwaukee Bucks or the Toronto Raptors in the second round. So they took a tougher route, and you're going to have to have – you're not going to have home court advantage. So they just took a tougher route. But um, 
Last night was great. I mean, every night you're not going to make 38 threes. I mean, you're going to have 38 assists mm-hmm. and make 14 threes. Um, you got to get some consistent play on the, on the defensive end. The Celtics were great last year defensively. I think that's where they took a couple steps back um, from this year's team. And obviously, being able to get a balance on the offensive end, they got a lot of talent on the offensive end. And guys got to be willing to buy into that, got to be able to be successful with, with 10, 12, 13 shots. And that's what about being a championship team. When you've got a lot of talent, you got to be able to get it done with limited shots and sacrifice your game for the greater the good of the team. And they've yet to be able to do that, and that's why they've had such inconsistent play throughout the season. Somebody in the Golden State Warriors reportedly said of Gordon Hayward, he's a liability at both ends of the court. And you saw the, the effort that Hayward put in last night. When you were playing in the NBA, did you try to take stuff like that personal? Did you use it as fuel when you were out there on the floor? Without question, man, people got to, and to be honest, um, for Gordon Hayward, he had a, he had a horrible injury. And people got to understand that. It's going to take some time, man, to, to get back to the form the way he was at. I mean, this is an all-star player. Um, so you, people got to understand, and he's not going to come right back and be the player he was. It's going to take a year. I mean, I can't wait to see him next year. He has to get confidence back. I mean, I can't imagine what he had to do mentally to get himself back prepared to be able to make some of the moves he used to make and take chances on the court with it, with his leg like that. So I think people giving him um, not giving him a fair chance to get back to the, the level that he was at. Now, I also believe that I thought Brad Stevens r- rushed him back. Um, I thought Brad brought him back too fast. I thought he should have came off the bench to start the season. Uh, maybe, you know, put him on a minute restriction the first 20, 30 games and let him gradually build back up. But he'll be fine. I mean, his confidence is going to get better and better. Um, but, yeah, if I was a player, I'd definitely take that. Uh, you have pride in what people say about me. Uh, I'm not going to lose no sleep over it, but you do have pride in what people are saying and thinking that you're going to be a liability on the court. And obviously Gordon Hayward has been an all-star in this league, so he'll, he'll definitely bounce back after that. And last night was a great start. Now, I know you've said that Kyrie Irving is not a leader. Looking at it from, from the outside, do the Celtics have a leader if, it, if it's not him? Well, I, w- I would assume that Al Horford, being a veteran guy in the locker room, is just taking some leadership role. I'm not in the locker room. Um, I'm on the outside looking in. So it just looks like from the outside that, you know, Kyrie struggled um, getting these guys on the same page. Um, they haven't responded right. And when you have inconsistent play like that, that's usually what happens because sometimes the leadership is not right. Um, usually most teams, the Celtics don't have a guy that they sign just for the locker room. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you see teams sign veteran guys with that 13th or 14th slot, and they bring in a veteran guy to kind of help police the locker room, keep guys on the right on the right page. They don't have that. They're backing on a young superstar in this league um, and Kyrie Irving to be their leader, um, who seems like he's struggled at times. Um, to be a leader sometimes because you can't go in the media and and not protect your team as a leader uh, regardless of what's going on in the locker room um, or guys are shut down or you have to protect them because they read the blogs they read with social media the internet and things that are going on today they read that so you have to protect your guys when, you, when you're the leader of a team 
Now, you have one of my favorite quotes of all time. Somebody asked you a, a while ago, why do you take so many threes? And you said, because there are no fours, which is the greatest quote of all time. I feel like, Antoine, you were, you were ahead of the curve because now every single team and every single player launches threes nonstop. And I, maybe you're the wrong guy to ask, but do you think it's swung maybe too far that way where every team in the league is so reliant on the three that it seems like every night there's a new franchise record being broken for the number of threes being made? And has the game changed almost too much? <laughs> well, you know I'm a little biased. Yes, right. I figure so. <laughs> you know, because the game is played the way where where when I was playing it, I was getting crucified for it. And the reason why I made that comment, I actually made the All Star team that year, and I think I was in a three point contest. And I think by half by All Star break, I had shot a ridiculous number of threes. So <laughs> that's what made me actually answer that because I was getting tired of the question being asked. But but anyway, no, I mean I think it makes for a exciting brand of basketball. Um, it takes the big man out. I mean, it's a stretch for a league. It's a police. Um, uh, no, there's no real centers no more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why you see the Dwight Howards and the traditional centers struggle now in the league because because of that. Because you have to be able to step out and, and shoot the three ball, but I like it though because now you're seeing guys at six eight, six nine. The things I used to do, I look at Giannis from Milwaukee, a guy that can put it on the floor deck and make plays for people. You look at Draymond Green, another you know power forward that can put it on the floor and and, and handle. I mean, you got so many guys that can do that now. You look at Anthony Davis, so it, it's just it's different now. You got bigs there, so I like it because it shows versatility of the game. I don't think it's you know, some teams take it too far. I mean, obviously, you know, you got the Houston Rockets. They make you 53. Right. I mean, so, you know, it's just it's just different. But it makes for a more exciting brand of basketball. Antoine, it was fun talking basketball with you. We appreciate you taking a few minutes. Folks back here in Boston remember you fondly. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thanks, Antoine. Antoine Walker joining us. Uh, works for ESPN on the, uh, S- on the SEC network. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.